Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to another episode of View from the Bullens and it is the weekly catch-up show. Myself, Ben Winstanley, joined by Paul Draper to discuss things all Everton in what's been another quiet but hectic week supporting this monumental football club to say the least. Paul, I think the only news really has been the movements from the youth really. That's probably the first topic I want to talk to you about the youth football in general. A lot of players have been put up for a bit of a fire sale. Uh, Ellis Sims probably been the the biggest mover ever and demanding a fee between six and ten million. Well, like Lewis a car boot sale. Wa- like a, genuinely, it's like a car boot sale. So we've got Lewis Warrington to talk about, Reese Welsh. What do you make of this? Obviously, we want to see money from the academy. What do you make to this fire sale? I think it's a bit risky, to be fair. I think selling all your youngsters that you may believe have got a bit of a future at the club or could be the future at the club, maybe underselling them is a bit... If it's risky, me, I understand if some bids that are impossible to turn down come in, you can then <clears throat> assess and sell that and sell so said players. But I think with some of them, they're being a bit harsh or they're being they're selling them maybe a year too early for me. And I think we'll touch on that uh, later. But Warrington's one of them for me. I know we've had a bit of a discussion, you and me, on, on Lewis, but I feel like they're selling him, especially or they're looking to sell him a year too early. Yeah, that is probably one of the touchy subjects and it deserves a whole subject probably on himself. I'm going to talk on Lewis Gibson then. He's obviously signed for Plymouth on a free transfer. I think I'm led to believe the, there was no compensation due or a small amount, but Everton were potentially insistent on a sell-on clause from that. Because he's under 24, um, you get some sort of compensation deal with the, yeah. signing, uh, the signing club. Joined the club for you know quite a big fee. Was six it about million. £6 million from Newcastle 2017? What do you make of that deal then? And do you think it's a good move for Lewis going down to Plymouth under Schumacher? I think it's a smashing deal for himself because obviously he weren't going to get a look into, the, in, into Everton right now in the Premier League squad. But Plymouth just being promoted, got a good core base of players that obviously won the won League One last year, Schumacher. Good young up and coming coach, Scouser, so he knows about the sort of culture at Everton. He's been, again, interested in Warrington if reports are to be believed. But yeah, I think for for Gibson himself, it's a good move. I think he had a solid season last season at Bristol Rovers, I think, with Joey Barton. Yeah. He came off the back of not as such not as such a su- successful loose spell at 
Sheffield Wednesday, I think, and Reading after that after that smashing one with Fleetwood, I think, with Jerry Barton too. So he was with a manager that trusted him, and I'm I'm actually excited for him to see how he does. I hope he does well. Came with a big price tag, big name, obviously in that England under twenties World Cup setup that one with Foden, Carver Lewin, and all them kind of players. So. Good luck to the lads. I think it's a good move for them, personally. Yeah, I, I think you're quite right. It seems to be that year, doesn't it? 2017, we got that the whole new like infrastructure put in place. I think we spent 25 million on Michael Keane, but oh. numerous number 10s. And then I think I think it was Steve Walsh at the time tried to actually establish a bit more for the academy. I think they identified Lewis Gibson as like the next up-and-coming centre-half and... You know, took the plunge, took the gamble, which ultimately hasn't paid off. Not good enough. Few loan, bits of loan fees coming in, but you know we're never going to get over ten on Lewis Gibson. Back. Also, on that, may I say, the structure at the club and the pathway hasn't been good enough for the youngsters since then. So that's why you've seen a lot of these youngsters that had such high promise or had such high hopes for them over the years that have ended up having careers outside of the Premier League and the Championship or up in Scotland, the likes of Kieran Dow, uh, Lewis Gibson. Apart from Carver-Lewin, maybe, who, who's been really, really good for us, I'd say. All these other young players, with the pathway that is that has been, John Joe Kenny too, with the pathway that's been in the club, it's been very hard for them to succeed and make themselves a name in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I think it probably has stalled a bit, you know, Everton's pathway. Everton used to be regarded as one of the best academies in England. But it seems to have stalled. The players can't get a, a sniff. I think we've had a few. Anthony Gordon, you know, Dominic Carver-Lewin. Regardless of your opinions on Tom Davis, he, he was another that obviously came through the door. John Joe Kenny, but them two obviously left to pursue bigger and better things. Anthony Gordon generates his forty-five million pounds immediate profit for the books. God knows where the hell that's gone, but it's gone somewhere. Not to be what. fair, he's doing well in the under twenty ones, isn't he? Yeah, he's, do, he's doing really well. To be fair, I hate to say it, but moving on to Lewis Warrington, obviously quite a big talking point. I know the Bobble did a a article for us on over on the Patreon. Um, talking about obviously the youth this was days ago days before it was even broke on twitter so if you are if you do want to sign up to the uh the patron then obviously the link is below um but yeah lewis Wallington, you know quite high hopes do you think a few fans hold a bit of sentimental views towards lewis Wallington being local and obviously a bit of a uh, a local boy i think so I, I probably do myself to be fair i really really like lewis um on the pitch, I think he brings something that not many of our players have, which I think he just keeps the team ticking. A solid midfielder will always give you the sort of six, seven-ish out of ten every week. It's not one that maybe <clears throat> the stats, the stat lovers love or the data analysts maybe think, oh, his data doesn't look the best, but it's one of them where you see him play. You you don't really notice it, but when he's not there, for me, uh, you see what you miss. So sort of like James Garner, I think he's a similar kind of player in that regard, I'm not saying they are similar on the pitch or on the ball. But I think he's he could bring something in the future that we don't have at the moment. And obviously Tom Davis has left. I would be happy for Lewis to take that fifth spot midfielder place instead of being sold. I think as I said, I think they selling him a year too early should for me should get a year or two extension and go on loan and see what he can do in the championship and then come back and make a decision then. It's a difficult one, this. I think my problem with it all is the way that Everton's actually gone about it. By all accounts, Stephen, speaking to close behind his back, 
basically already agreeing a fee with another club and basically not telling them to return back to training. Yeah, you're going to, to this club for this amount. Good luck. We've read your data, read your facts, and we don't think you're good enough. So where do I stand with it? He's got 12, hey, he's, Go on, he's, he's got 12 months left on his contract. He's been to League One at Fleetwood. Had an okay year. Didn't, you know, didn't rip up, rip it up. You, you look at the Fleetwood town, you know, the forums and you speak to their fans. He's had an okay season. Um, he's at that age now, 20, 21 soon. He's got 12 months left on his deal. You've got a million pound potentially sat there. Where do I see Lewis? I think it's a gamble to keep him. You keep him for two years. Maybe you extend his contract for whatever it is. I don't know, between like five and 10 grand a week, say, you know, for argument's sake. I'm not quite sure what he's on. Um, and you extend for two years and loan him out. How often do we just continue to loan these players out? You've got to be looking for some sort of revenue. And football's quite a... How can I put this? It's a difficult game to get in, isn't it? You know, it, it's ruthless. That's probably the word. It's ruthless. If you're not good enough, they'll say, right, you're going. You're going. You're going tomorrow. That, that's just how it is. Academy football is probably an absolute bloodbath at times. The amount of like youth that come through, that get let, let go at you know, various parts of the career. And it's going to go one of two ways now. Now, whatever happens with Lewis, I wish him all the best. I think the way that Evans handled it has been a bit questionable. I think it's been a bit sneaky, but we are in a financial predicament where he's going to generate us immediate profit for the books. And if you look at the data, right now, he probably isn't good enough for Everton. Um, are Everton in a position where we can gamble on developments where we can gamble on possibilities. I don't know. You know, I'm not Dan Perdy. I'm not Kevin Felwell. I'm not Sean Dice. We all know Sean Dice isn't a massive believer in the youth anyway, yep. unless it comes to goalkeepers when he loves a young goalkeeper. Um, so I, I think that, that the thinking behind it all is, you know, short-term gain uh, with the, the instant pot for a long-term success. Everton are trying to limp to the Premier League. They're going to try and remain in the Premier League, limp to Bramley Moor, and just get as best. We need we need six or seven players, don't we? This summer, we, we we genuinely do. Would you rather, you know, Sims and Lewis Wilson stayed, and then we don't go and sign the three or four players? What do you reckon on like a low down payment? No, I, obviously, I think the players that are going to improve the first team and the starts eleven more more importantly should be the priority. However, I think if they get one million pounds, seven hundred thousand pounds for Lewis Warrington, I don't think that makes as big of a difference what with what could be maybe keeping him, giving him another... Don't even have to give him two years. You could give him another year, send him out on loan then to the Championship and assess next summer. I think this is probably his big loan coming up. But the fault with him probably was sending him to League One last year and not the Championship. I think he could have done sound in the Championship in, a t in one of them teams that are just... In around mid table championship, not really. Well, again, he got told, didn't he, by Lampard that he was part of like the plans, and yeah. then literally, I think it was transfer deadline day that uh, obviously we speak to his agent, Carl, and he was involved against Fleetwood, funny yeah. enough. And then he said, "Right, you're going." So it was last minute again, wasn't it? Yeah, that's again the pathway and the the vision that's been the, for these kids. It's never been there. It's, it hasn't been there for a long, long time, and that also alters the the lads' aim. Improvements and developments in their career, in my opinion. But again, on Lewis, I I think he's solid enough to, and will be solid enough to be a, a Premier League player. And I think they're being very harsh on him, and the way they've gone about it, I'd, I'd rather not not speak on that. 
I think out of the youngsters now, the one I think is going to have a really promising development on a career is Ishi Samuel Smith, the left back. Um, there's obviously a lot of clubs sniffing around him. Uh, I'm led to believe Man City, Newcastle, uh, even Chelsea. Tottenham. Tottenham. He is probably the hottest prospect in our youth football. And I get having a fire sale and I get generating, you know, money. He hasn't had that loan, he hasn't had that experience, hasn't gone out there. So he's only sixteen, is he? Still? He's only very, very young. So he's the one to watch for me. He's the one that I think can push. But if Everton receive a feasible offer, you know, anyone's for sale this summer at Everton yep. Football Club and that, You're probably for sale, but yeah, probably am. In, in, in the seat sniffer in the box. <laughs> Them seats of a snet sale <laughs> to anyone. Yeah. But we're obviously moving on to Ellis Sims now. We're gonna talk about Ellis Sims. Been seen around Swansea. I think yep. he was seen potentially very close to Ipswich. Ipswich, Swansea, you know, seem to be the preferred destination. Not for Ellis, I think he'd like to go back to Sunderland, but I'm guessing from like a, a fee side of things, them two seem to be the ones, you know, most inclined to, to put that money forward that Everton need. Paul Joyce done an article saying that everyone between seven and 10 million pounds. I find that quite hard to believe that we're going to get anywhere near that fee how much would you want for Ellis Sims obviously only 12 months left on yeah, his contract as well I think we on this a few weeks ago I'd say around £6 million I'd probably bet you on the phone if, if Kevin Thelwell can get a deal that's worth up to £10 million in add-ons then phew, name the ground to Kevin Thelwell <laughs> really, man, like, but, <laughs> but yeah I think six around £6 million, especially having one year left on his contract being well reported that Sean Dice doesn't really see him in his plans I think the good thing for us on maybe we could create a bit of a bidding war with Swansea, Ipswich, uh, Sunderland, Coventry, all after strikers all really interested in. And Ellis, I think Stoke and Blackburn have sort of inquired to. So, yeah, it's just about finding what the best deal for us is and that obviously the player is happy to go to that destination because if the player only wants to go Sunderland, then we're a bit screwed because Sunderland can sort of low ballers then because they know the player just wants to join them but uh, on the Swansea link be interesting to see if we use that to maybe capitalise on on any interest potential interest on Joel Joel Pillow is it or their the striker so see how it plays out I think with Joel Pirro and obviously Alice Sims, people don't re- people talk about swap deals like it will no, never ever ever it will never ever be a straight swap for a player. Everton need the money on their books. Swansea will probably need the money on their books. It, it may, may there be two separate deals and it might get talked about, you know, but it'll be two separate transfer fees. You might get him and we might get him, but Everton need the money for the books. I think to get anywhere between seven and ten million pounds. Also, in a swap deal, it the money that. It's just that the players are valued at the same price. You still got the money in for the box. Yeah, that's the, how you la- do it, The yeah. last swap deal I can remember was when Arthur left Barca for Juve and Pjanic went the other way. <clears throat> what he did is he valued both players at like 60 million euros or something and that was part of what got Juve investigated last season when they got all them points deducted. So it's something that doesn't happen anymore and it doesn't happen for the reason because UEFA or FIFA do end up investigating them deals but... A swap deal is just buying and selling a player for the same amount. It's not just, oh, you give us the player and we get the player with no transfer value. There'll always be transfer values and there'll always be money coming into the books. Barca did it also with Valencia. Neto and Silicon, the goalies, they swapped them but for like 15 mil. So it's always money involved. 
Yeah, it works a lot bit differently, doesn't it? FFP in Spain and stuff, and like the, no, it's hooked off. Yeah, it? I think it is pretty, pretty bad. I think Sevilla facing that now. Um, Just to put it into context, every team in Spain needs to sell to buy right now, apart from Real Madrid. Even Barcelona just won the league. Yeah, it's you know it's mad how it's all working, how it's crippling football like throughout. But for Ellisons, for me, I, you know, I've, I've said six million pounds would be unbelievable business by Everton. Another player with twelve months left on his contract, and against three profit for the books, got him on a free from Man City. They have to pay like. No compensation, so they're deals that ever need to look to go forward with them. Yeah, I agree. And that they're probably the ones where they have to get some sort of like book value for these players because if you get six to ten million pounds for Ellis Sims, that could potentially be two or three payments on a down payment. You look at you know Rodrigo from Leeds United, obviously a bit of talk around him. That's three million quid. You could have like a thirty-two year old, you know, proven Premier League player for half the price of Ellis Sims, and that's probably whatever it needs to do uh, going forward. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. If you haven't listened or checked out our patient channel, um, obviously, please click the link below uh, on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast from. We do hope you are enjoying these weekly catch-ups. Um, this isn't me trying to force it down your throat in a, in a forced sale. Genuinely, if you do want to give us a bit more of a listen, if you want to listen to a few more podcasts, you know, we've got The Barbell, Lee McLean, everyone wants to pay to listen to Lee. Um but obviously, if you do want to pay a bit more, that would be absolutely great. And it means we can give us so much more money back to the community and expand and give you more and more content. So, yeah, the link is below um, if you do want to give us a trial. But if you are enjoying the, the free podcast, just let us know on top as well. And let us know what you want to talk about, maybe some more fun ones, little like sort of memories or what's your favourite kit player, etc. And we'll just come on here and have a laugh. Thoughts on the kit then? Well, should watch the review from the other day. Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna be able to give my opinion on it. To be fair, what, what, so what do you think? I like it. I, I I really like it. Look, I think it looks classy. I could probably wear a tie in the seat sniffing part of it. Or it's at the white collar. I just need to put like a like a blue. You tie. won't let you in without a suit. <laughs> but um, no, I, I you know I actually really like it. I like the detail and I love the goalie key, the kit that obviously resembles yeah. the church. I love them little fine details, and I think it might probably will be the last year of Hummel you know it's quite oh. nice that they've done that little touch it's just a bit more bit sentimental views you know I've said that in the past that it's a bit of a negative but no I quite like the the little Goodison thing around the collar yeah um, I like the, the kiss on the goalkeeper's on shirt the, um, on the arms too it is the uh, however you say it they're not saying the way yeah but no it's really really nice kit um, obviously players return to pre-season this week uh, you know, 
I did a tweet today, actually. Can't, I don't know how Everton survived. We've now got a finished squad, probably a weaker squad. What the hell do we do now? Daish. Daish, man. Look, that is just how we He's survive. the only man right now who is giving me a bit of breathe, like, like trust him. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I am not worried. I am not worried one bit whatsoever. And that is all down to Sean Daish. He could do whatever he wants. I've, I've got full faith in him and I believe we'll be sound with him. No matter who plays, you could play up front. I've seen you play. You could play up front and I'd be sound. I, I can't move anymore. I've got about <laughs> exactly. 30 minutes in me and the bobble's got about 10 minutes in him after you hooked <laughs> him after 10 before minutes he in. gets dragged off. <laughs> yeah. And obviously the, the, we've got a few pre-season games coming in. They fly to Switzerland next week. I think the bobble put again another link on our patron to that they are returning to first team training. I think this week, maybe Thursday, Thursday to do some yeah. sort of like, they do like a BMI check, you know, physical tests, fitness tests, um, probably a little bit of ball work. Um Fly to Switzerland next week. What, 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 what do you think about that little? Obviously playing neon. Um, are you going? No, no, I'm not going. In the end, a few issues there. Can't go, but I think it's a good, good place to, for the lads to go. Obviously, they don't, they won't really care about the level of opposition. It's just getting fitness and minutes in the tank and being prepared for Fulham on the first day of the season. So, I think I've spoke about this before. I don't really care for a football inside who they play because it's all for fitness and minutes in the tank and getting the ideas and the plans across for the next, for the following season. As a fan, obviously, you want to play the best teams or go to the best places, but the club and the squad and the staff, they don't see it like that. It, for them, it's just part of the plan and how to be the prepared the best they possibly can. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, a bit of altitude training, a bit of like fitness over your bit of the fans can have a, a bit of a get together out there in Switzerland. You yeah. know, that's quite quite expensive. I think you know, to, you know, to obviously yeah. go and, to go and bevy there, it's it's extortionate the prices. I think it would we weighed it up to go, and it's you know, I'd love to go. I just think it's a tiny bit out the price range. You know, just, can sort you out, can you? Uh, well, if it was in Albafield, I'd definitely be there in, in the Algarve. Um, but look, let's move on. Signings. No signings whatsoever. There's obviously been a few names thrown at the wall, you know, some more believable than others. What signings out the names listed most excites you and why? I'm not sure, I think. I think Rodrigo probably could. I think it's a low-risk a low risk signing. As you say, he's a proven Premier League player. Low fee. Spanish, which I like. Um, goals in him. And he's got a, that sort of sort of attitude that he's always he always seems to care a lot about the cause. So I think he he does really care when he plays. He sort of plays with pride. So I quite like that. So I'd probably go with Rodrigo. And I really like Nonto. To be fair, I think he's going to be a very very good player. But yeah, really, just them two. I don't think we've actually been linked with anyone extortion. It's just people that that the club believe can do the job. But yeah, I'd say them too. Yeah, still waiting on the left back to get me excited so we don't have to see Michalenko there anymore. But oh, that's yeah. just my opinion. <laughs> do you know, I, do you know my, I'm I, excited to see Michalenko. I, I think Rodrigo, you know, I, I agree with you there. I think it is a low risk, three million quid or euros. I think him coming in would just give us that bit more of like Premier League proving he scored 13, 14 goals. You know, let's be let's be having it right. A very poor Leeds United team. I think if yeah, it wasn't... Finished the beat, they they finished below us, so they were worse. Well, and people, again, always go, well, why are we signing players from relegated teams? But 
What I want to point the fact to, Leeds scored a lot of goals last year. You know, I think it was like 1.5 times the amount Everton scored. Their problem was at the back. They just could not defend. You know, that Mesley had an absolute stinker of a season. The back two were atrocious. I think they were scoring like two or three, but conceding four. It reminded of me under Everton, under Martinez. You know, they'd go, they got Yavi Garcia in. I thought that was going to be quite an all right appointment. Started off all right going to Wolves and getting the win, and then it just absolutely backfired and imploded. I think they played Liverpool and got annihilated. Um, and then ultimately just lost of confidence, got big Sam and he just couldn't get a tune out of them either. Um, I'm gonna, the one I quite like at Leeds, and you might not agree with me. I know who you're going to say. I know it. Um, I quite like Jack Harrison. And a few people don't like him, but for me, you know, I think over the past three seasons, he's always come up with over 10 goals and assists a year. You know, I think he scored seven goals or five goals, seven goals last year, five assists. I think the year before that, eight goals. The year before that, eight goals. He's always chips in, and, and he's like that that right winger. I know Matt Neal, who talks on this podcast occasionally, he wants Somerville. You know, we all want some sort of Leeds winger. If you haven't been watching the under twenty ones, just get everyone from Leeds. That, that'll do. Somerville's been playing quite well for the Netherlands. You know, very quick, um, direct, and Gnotto, like you quite rightly said, he's exciting. You know. <laughs> He's an unpredictable player for Actually, me. Actually, someone that we've been linked with today, and I quite like Tyler Howard Bellis, I think it is from City, who was on loan at Burnley. England under 21 captains at the Euros. I think he's a solid player. And we got linked with him this morning, so I'm, I actually quite like him, so I'd like to see him coming. Yeah, definitely. But I'm just going to touch on, obviously, I've had a few questions on Twitter, okay? just trying to say, why can't Everton spend... And I've just been trying to like think about it and talk of it in like layman's terms, quite like so people can understand. Farad Mashiri is invest is basically ge- generating the money for the stadium on his own at the moment. It's all his money that's funding that stadium. So Everton's cash flow is completely tied up. You've got an owner who wants to. Let's be honest. I think when that stadium is built, that's when he'll look to sell. And if you're an owner, you're going to be plummeting all your mon- money into building that stadium. What he won't be able to do is also generate money to be put into like for incomings for assets. In essence, he's going to be asset stripping the football club. So money is tied up. We did have issues with FFP. We did have issues with profit and loss. But over the three-year roll, and I think we lost was a forty-five million last year. The year before that was slightly more. But I think this year, reading between the lines, we could be actually on for some sort of profit. We, now, it, we ended the year, I think, in a profit the financial year. Yeah, obviously the Anthony Gordon sale. Anthony Gordon, the most keen money in. Um, that came in this this month as well, so that that is actually really good. I know for the Kessler. most key money came in, but I think he'd already used that in the previous f- books when he went out on loan. They can sort of use that as I've I've, I've got to guarantee that that money's coming in. So I I think he put it on previous books. But that but month, I, I see a lot of people talking about the most key money. And I think that most key money has been well. Well, it got incorporated, didn't it, for the USM sponsorship, the £30 million a year for yep. Finch Farm. So that got wiped straight away. So I think they might have put that in June the 30th this year. So it was incorporated in last year's books. But that's already been accounted for because the £30 million we lost at USM due to the ongoing issues in Russia and Ukraine. So, look, could we spend? I think we probably could. But I think what the agreement's going to be is... Mercedes probably said we need sales, we need money, we need assets. And if you want to improve this football club, you've got to sell players now. And then I will reinvest that money into the, the new incomings coming through. We're going to be doing a media roundup um, over the next few weeks as well to try and talk a bit in more detail. But that's the issue we haven't currently have. The cash flow issues, are, the, all the cash coming into the club is going to 
the stadium. He wants that stadium finished. If you owned Everton, you know, you had no affiliation. You weren't like, you know, a blue heart. You're a ruthless businessman. You want to make sure that stadium gets finished and completed. However. Go on. I want to make sure that my asset is going up in is going up in value. And while I agreed that the stadium's got to be built, you cannot afford that stadium to be in the championship. And the only way that that stadium won't be in the championship, apart from maybe our Lord Saviour Sean Dyche, is having a competitive enough squad. So if you're not investing in that squad, that squad may take you down, which then may stop the stadium even being built. Yeah. So it's he's got, it's to, he's got to find the balance. Find the balance. I think you know if you can bring in, some, you need to be shrewd now. We've probably said to the likes of Kev Fair or Dan Perdy, look, whatever you bring in. Money-wise, you'll have to reinvest on like an incentive Klarna basis, because um, you know how everything Klarna plus, Klarna plus yeah, yeah, you know zero percent credit pay now, buy later, whatever it is. So buy now, buy later, or oh, whatever. It's one of them sayings anyway. But, buy now, not pay. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting summer to say the least. But anyway, thanks for joining me, Paul. You know, you. as always, uh, really love that you coming on the show and obviously talking your views and telling me everything what goes on in Spain. I always get excited when other clubs are like cash yeah. struck as us. <laughs> but Barca, honestly, to, Barca, to be fair, they, they're wasting us. But anyway, we ho- do hope you are enjoying these free podcasts. Um, it's a regular thing we're going to be doing throughout the summer. There's so much more to come. Like I said before, if you haven't tried this out, give us a go on the Patreon. Um, and in the meantime, have a great week. Up the trophies. It's going to get better. Trust me. Have a good week, Blues, and all the very best.